Hey, welcome everybody. Coach here. How you doing? You were right in the show. <laughs> my, my producer, director, editor, and basically life choreographer, Maestro, is uh, ever-present when it comes to the, the live stream here, which is brand new to us, so it's going to take a little bit of getting used to, but I'm glad you're here. Hey, before we get any further, let's do our landscape probability factor, shall we? Our landscape probability factor, again, is zero, uh, but a zero with a caveat. You know, all landscaping doesn't necessarily mean that you're putting things in the ground. There are occasions when you're doing preparatory stuff, and that's what we've been doing here at Brook and Pond for the last several weeks. Our preparatory stuff is getting things cleaned up, cleared out, having a vision of what we're going to be doing. So our probability factor right now, let's give it a 0.5 because I have been having a burn piles, have been having chainsaw parties, and clearing the, the, the basically the forest from the trees, all the down stuff. This particular week, we're going to change gears though a little bit. Not only are we doing this live stream thing, which is, uh, you know, without a script, without a writing it out first, it's a little different. But I think you're going to enjoy it. And because we're in the holiday season, December of 23, where most of the time Christmas tends to get focused, if you have children, on the kids and what they want. Can we satisfy all their Christmas wish list? Yeah, most of the time we can, but not always. But let's flip a switch on that just a little bit. When I was a much younger dad, my landscape uh, designs and functionality and actual practical installations kind of always had in the back of my mind, are the kids going to enjoy this landscape? Are they going to be able to get something out of it? For instance, every home that I've had with the exception of one, which was kind of a temporary rental between purchase and purchase, Everything kind of surrounded the ability for the kids to get out and enjoy the yard. And that was obviously back in the day when, you know, this kind of stuff, this thumb, uh, thumb exercises or watching a screen, the electronic babysitters, I used to call them, um, getting the kids outside and enjoying a yard where they're safe, where they can, they can play for hours on end. They can use their own creative imagination so that they can get something out of the landscape as well. Now, one of the things, the biggest concept I'd like you to take away from this episode, and that is the word temporary. Everything we do in the landscape for kids is temporary. And the second most used adjective here is multifunctional space over time. For instance, if you have a particular corner of the yard and you have youngins, say, that are definitely 10 and under, and sometimes I would say even 8 and under, and you're going to put up uh, one of those uh, uh, some assembly required slide swing type of thing. 
what else can that space be before, if you happen to, you're coming into your child rearing years, or more importantly, what can you do after? What, what can that space be after the kids have outgrown the space? And as parents, we have learned, especially myself, that that temporary sometimes can be a blink of an eye. What entertains them at four is gone by six. And what has entertained them at eight, you know, they almost outgrow the yard by the time they're 10 and 12. So don't throw huge amounts of resources at the entertainment value alone for kids out in the landscape. We can do simplistic things. And the wonderful thing about children is that they can adapt. They can adapt to what is there as long as we encourage their involvement. And that's really, really important. Being able to uh, involve them in the creation of whatever you're going to put in for their entertainment value alone will get them to uh, buy in on it and to help complete it. And then, just as importantly, maybe help take care of it. And once you establish that, uh, that buy-in and that weekly help or that monthly help, whatever you decide to do out there as far as maintenance, you're planting that seed, no pun intended. You're planting that seed for care and uh, upkeep of their place years and years down the road. It will be up here. You know, I was raised by parents that uh, I was on a three-acre horse ranch. And as you know, horses can tend to make quite a mess of a landscape. They will trod things into dust. They will poop all over the, the, the place. And you have to maintain it. You have to keep up on it. Well, aside from a horse ranch, maybe your place isn't quite that big and you have a yard that requires only a few minutes a week. But taking little Johnny or little Sally out there and teaching them how to mow a lawn, giving them their own play lawnmower so they can mow right along with you, and then have a little picnic lunch out on that, that little patch of grass really is a bonding, a bonding moment, and it also solidifies work and reward and that's where landscaping around kids in the in the in the yard can be an invaluable teaching and learning lesson as well here's another thing now last week we talked about uh, various oh usages of the landscape various trends of the landscape and if you get into uh, edibles and sustainables if you help plant those particular edibles, whether it be vegetables in a, a formal vegetable garden setting or containers or whatever, and you uh, teach them the patience of rearing these vegetables or planting that dwarf fruit tree or whatever it might be, and then reaping the reward, watching the, watching the seeds come up, watching them mature, watering them, perhaps feeding them, and then the almost magical moment when you allow them to do some harvesting or to pick that first ripe peach off the tree and then sampling themselves. 
if you don't think that isn't a solidification moment, an imprint moment in their lives, think again. Because I saw it firsthand with mine. I, I really did. And at least one of them really enjoys <laughs> landscaping now and enjoys the, the virtues of harvest and the virtues of patience and all that goes with it. You know, landscaping around kids can be as simplistic as, as having a weekend morning project where you, you go and you buy a, a thin sheet of plywood, you trim it out around with a, a, a one by three piece of stock board, and then you, you put it on the fence and you paint it together with chalkboard paint and give them a place to go out and scribble and doodle and play school or whatever else, like my daughter. My God, she became a teacher. And it's no wonder why, because she was always being the teacher in the neighborhood playgroups. She really was. And there she is. And she used to have little chalkboards and stuff. And she'd give assignments and all that kind of thing out in the yard. And again, those were the days before the old digital babysitters that we have now. And so think about that. Introduce these kind of outdoor elements for the kids to enjoy. Uh, and then once they're done, once they've outgrown the chalkboard years, once they've out, you know, outgrown the, uh, the jungle gym type of uh, apparatus out there, those things can be dismantled, sold. You know, Maybe there's another family in the neighborhood that can use it. And then what are you going to use it for now? Another element that is very, very important, and that is some of your plant selection and some of your hardscape element that can be used to accommodate kids as well. One of them is water. Water placed in an element that is safety in mind at all times and that they can actually splash in. Yeah, you got the old wading pools. That's, that's true. And maybe you're lucky enough to have a big swimming pool and you can use that as well. But I'm speaking more to the um, standalone water features, pondless waterfalls, uh, stack slate urn type of uh, self-contained where they can see the water, hear the water, play with the water, and then watch what the water does as far as attracting birds and wildlife around. Then if you have a then if you have an, another element, and that is the play element, uh, lawn and grass kind of go hand in glove as far as kids being able to play, especially if you have pets involved. Uh, it's one thing to have a massive hardscape patio with a beautiful outdoor kitchen and everything, but it doesn't really lend itself necessarily to a kid-friendly place. And, Unless they're really, really, really small, and I mean like scooter type of tricycle years where they can pedal around and do their thing there. But playing out on the grass with the new puppy in Easter or whatever it might be is a, uh, a time-tested uh, parental aha moment that you only get a couple times in life. You got to take advantage of those times. So remember that when you're you're landscaping for the kids. You don't have to have the landscape to the nines necessarily. It has to be functional. It has to be uh, on budget. And again, temporary in mind 
where it's areas that are going to directly affect and entertain the kids. You know, when I grew up, I grew up on that three-acre horse ranch up in the hills of Hayward, California. And when I was, our, our whole acreage and the street and the neighborhood was, it, it was a, a kid's playground because our imagination guided us. Unfortunately, in this day and age, there's not a lot of places left that parents can just let kids go out in the morning and say, be back for lunch or be back at dark. And, you know, the old Sandlot baseball games and the, the hiking the hills and crawling through brush and chasing animals and doing all the things that I was so fortunate to have as a kid. Now, now the way the world is, you know, most of the time you don't let your kids go down to the park down the street by themselves anymore. Um, everything is parental supervision and it starts to really whittle that uh, direct supervision space way, way down to the backyard, maybe the front yard. And that's about it. Kind of sad, but it is what it is. And as good parents, we're always going to be in direct supervision of our kids until they're able to fend for themselves quite a bit. That's a lot of years. That's a lot of years between diapers and driver's license. It really is. So think, think about how you're going to entertain and keep interest of your children when it comes to being outdoors and enjoying the, the landscape and home that you've provided for yourself and them as well. So let's recap just for a few minutes. What is the number one adjective that I really want to stress when it comes to landscaping for your kids being involved? And that was temporary. It's going to be a multifunctional space. It may be uh, just a corner of the yard. It may be uh, uh, arranged so that much like uh, interior design, your kid's play area might be over in this corner and the adult outdoor living area may be over in the center, over on this side of the house, whatever it might be. So there's a little bit of segregation. Um, and that's just kind of the norm, you know? It's like the, the Thanksgiving table where all the, big, all the big people sat at this table and then you had a table for the kids. It still works, and it works for a particular reason. Now, when it, when it comes to transitioning from that child-rearing years and transitioning over to another use, you, as the homeowner and as the adult, maybe in a totally different phase of life where that particular area, now that you have a, who knows, let, let's just say 25 by 25 area, what you thought you were gonna put in when you originally put the play, the play set out there, now you're in a different spot in life as well. And you may have to rethink what you want to put in there. Maybe it's gonna be a, uh, a relaxation corner. Maybe it's gonna be a place for uh, a hot tub. Maybe it's going to be a, a, a vignette back there. Maybe it's a vegetable garden. Maybe it's a she shed, a man cave, whatever it might be that fits your lifestyle at the time of the change and also five and ten years down the road. So make sure that you kind of uh, 
think it out before you leap on that Saturday morning and just head off down to the box store or something to get A, B, and C. Make sure you know what you're doing today and then make sure you know what you're going to do five or ten years down the road after all the kids are, you know, driving and college and mortar boards and all the other things that go along with life. Now, now it's your turn. What, what is, you know, what is your turn going to be and how are you going to take care of it as far as uh, an appealing part of the landscape that once entertained your children? And then there's the whole grandparent thing, you know, where you, now you have, uh, you've got grandkids that are at least nearby that you're going to see multiple times a year. They're going to come over and spend some time at uh, grandpa and grandma's house. And what are the grandkids going to need? Are you going to need the space again? Are you going to do it a little differently? Or is grandma and grandpa's house a place that uh, is kind of kid friendly, but it's grandma and grandpa's house and you've earned the right to do what you want to do at that phase in your life. And maybe you can walk them down to the park and they can play on swing sits there, you know, because now you're a, you're a hummingbird and butterfly perennial planting fiend and that's your drive and your happiness, which lends it a whole nother, a whole nother realm of involving children into it. If you can plant a butterfly and hummingbird garden, oh my gosh, young kids all the way up to 10 and 12 would love to participate in those kinds of events. So planting that area out. Hey, this is where, you know, your dad used to play and now I'm planting this. I'd really like your help planting my hummingbird and butterfly garden. You know, so it's something to think about. Well, my first live stream, my first live stream here on Podbean and on the YouTube channel. Hope you got a little something out of it. It's a little different for a holiday treat of which I extend Maestro and I's heartfelt warmth holiday greetings to you guys. We only have a few more days before Santa hits the sleigh and goes all over the place, right? So we will be back next week with another episode. I appreciated your time. If you get a chance, hey, buzz on over to the website, youryardcoach.com. Your yard coach at .com. <laughs> See, the live stream is a little harder than you think because I'm so used to Maestro cutting and editing and splicing and doing all the things that she does magically most of the time. Guys, that's, a, that's all the time that I have for you today. My mouth's getting tired and it's getting dry because, hey, I'm a little on the nervous side knowing full well that this is not going to be edited. And I'll catch you guys next Friday. As always, to your guys' landscape success, always here to answer questions for you as you see fit. And the website also has consultations that you might want to take advantage of when your project rolls around after the first of the year. Okay, till next Friday. Bye for now.